This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a four-game series against the New York Yankees. Astros lost a series opener 10-6 last night despite two home runs from Jake Marisnik, who went three for four. Jordan Alvarez, two for five with a home run and a double, drove in two. But the Astros suffered their fifth consecutive defeat while the Yankees won their sixth in a row. Astros 48 and 28, first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of the Rangers, while the Yankees in first in the American League East with a record of 47 and 27, four and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Brad Peacock on the mound for the Astros tonight, and Brad suffered his second loss in his last three starts and the home run spiking over his his last couple of outings and that's one thing he had done a good job of was limiting the long ball yeah what we've learned and what we're going to continue to learn about this new york yankee team is you can't make many mistakes and brad uh in his last game every mistake he threw got really hit hard he gave up a triple and a homer in the first inning on just the two mistakes he made in that game so he's gonna have to clean it up to, to get through this yankee lineup uh he's much better against righties than lefties so aaron boone has thrown a couple lefties into that lineup but the last time he faced him he did really well particularly against Aaron Judge who's in the lineup for the first time in a long time that's right Aaron Judge activated from the injury list today and meanwhile on the mound for the Yankees left-hander James Paxson a guy the Astros are very very familiar with 14th time they faced him and he's pitched well against him in his career, but not in his last outing back in April. No, you know, and the Astros got him uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah, and uh, uh, Altuve had a couple of homers off of him, and then he gets a note. He gets a note from Carlos Beltran, who, who works with the Yankees now, and he said, hey, you're tipping your curveball when, whenever you're in the stretch and there's a runner on second. They can see when you get that grip, and they're relaying that. So he's pitched pretty darn good ever since then. Problem with James Paxton, outside of being probably one of the most talented pitchers in all of baseball, he just can't stay healthy. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, last night did not go the Astros' way, obviously, losing 10-6 to to the Yankees. But we saw the Astros, which scored, what, seven runs in those three games in Cincinnati to start the road trip with six runs yesterday. Saw some some long balls as well. And you have to hope there's a bit of a carryover effect from last night's ball game for the offense. Yeah, that's what you're hoping for. And you're looking for silver linings. And that was it for the Astros yesterday, scoring six times and uh, all those home runs you mentioned Jake Marisnik with with a pair of those so uh, the ball jumps out of this ballpark it's jumping everywhere let's yeah. face it I, there's something going on with the baseballs this year uh, but for the Astros uh, 
to be hitting so lightly like they were at the beginning of this road trip seemed a little puzzling. So uh, they'll get it going. Altuve starting to knock some of the rust off. Uh, everything will be just fine. Coming up next, we'll have the manager's show presented by Waste Management with A.J. Hinch. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Josh Reddick. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astrolines before game two of the four-game series with the New York Yankees. And the Astros talking with A.J. Hinch. Uh, you guys made a roster move before today's game. Can you explain that? Yeah, a couple of them. We activated Max Stassi from the injured list and optioned Garrett Stubbs to AAA. And that was somewhat expected, I think, all the way around. We got Stassi to, to rehab. He had a good couple of games. He caught back-to-back. He's ready to go. Stubby had a, did a nice job up here learning and getting his feet wet in the big leagues. He goes back to AAA. And then in addition, we we uh, brought up Ramin Goudouin as a as a bullpen option for us and ended up optioning Jack Mayfield. And, and that one's a little bit different. That's a little more uh, uh, because of the game situation and the, and the number of pitchers that we had to use last night. We wanted a little reinforcement in the pen. And that cost Jack his job in the – on the bench, and and um, he another guy we were happy to make his major league debut, and he'll probably be back at some point. But um, that's the, kind of the, the the nature of the business sometimes when you have some gl- some blowout games. As a former catcher, what'd you tell Garrett Stubbs about what he was working on? Yeah, I told him it was important for him to to, to continue to call games like a big leaguer. Okay. You know, I think in in AAA there's a fine line between the, the big leagues and AAA and development, and also trying to trying to think as a as a major leaguer and he had a couple situations where I, I think that he saw the difference one being the other day when Osuna gave up the the game tying hit to Senzel in Cincinnati there was great debate on do you stick with the, the game plan or do you go with your pitcher's best stuff when that when there's a conflict like that only in the big leagues is it is it sort of magnified in in AAA you kind of always stick with with developing pitches and 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 working on on deliveries and pitch grips and all that in the big leagues it's it's about getting outs and you and you have to always balance those types of things and that i think that the the experience here for him catching garrett cole a couple times catching our entire pitching staff except for justin verlander was a huge step forward for garrett you think decisions like that show up mostly in like the when the game's in the balance, like later stages, obviously, but also there's usually one or two times during the game. Yeah, and, and it might not, it might come early. You know, sometimes the best pitch call is in the third inning in a in a key situation to get out of an inning or to keep a pitch count down or get soft contact uh, to get out of an inning or uh, keeping the keeping the top of the order from rolling the lineup over again. Like there's there's so many scenarios that are out of a box score or or even out of a a a in an obvious game situation that paid that paid dividends later yesterday you got a text or maybe even a phone call about george springer <laughs> who rolled out on his rehab assignment his first game with corpus christi last night uh 
What happened on, on the way to Corpus Christi? <laughs> this is, you know, there's the story about Michael Brantley and George uh, being late a couple weeks ago because of a flat tire. And I had a picture last couple weeks ago that of those two changing a flat tire on the side of the streets in Houston. And then they both hit homers that night. Were you surprised they knew how to change a flat? Not really. Not for Brantley, I wasn't. For George, I was a little <laughs> bit. But um, when, when I got that picture a couple weeks ago, we joked about it. I think it was... Um, you know, put on the social media and all that stuff. It was fun banter. They both hit homers, so they have this handshake about changing the tire whenever one of them hits a homer. So the other day we were in Cincinnati, and Brantley hit the home run, and, and they had their little handshake, and we were joking about changing tires. Well, lo and behold, on the way to Corpus Christi, George Springer gets another flat tire, another. and he's changing it, and he tells me, calls me and says, hey, um, I'm, I'm happy I got this flat tire because that means I'm going to go deep. I'm going to hit a homer. And sure enough, Parsons winds and throws. Springer swings, launches one. Left center field, heading toward the bullpen and gone. A lightning bolt by George Springer. Welcome back to the sparkling city, George. 1 1. He swings and hammers it. Deep to left field. No doubt. George Springer has gone yard twice in Corpus Christi. wife with him and sure enough he goes he hits two home runs goes deep and 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 lets me know it so i don't want him to keep getting flat tires but if that's what it takes to bust out with a couple homers we might have to sabotage his tire and that all looks good and george you think is scheduled to come back this next homestand we hope so he's going to play back-to-back days this weekend and and then we'll reevaluate we have an off day on monday um, right now he's going to play Saturday and Sunday in Corpus. And, and by the looks of it, he, he obviously got up to a great start yesterday with a couple homers, got four or five at-bats in. He'll do that again uh, on Saturday, do that again on Sunday, and then the earliest will be Tuesday, and we hope that's the case. A lot of right-handers in the uh, the Yankees lineup. Brad Peacock usually lines up really well against righties. you like that? I do when he, if he gets ahead. you know, one, the, We said this yesterday before the game, and, I, and it, and it and it played out this way, is you've got to pitch ahead against these guys. These guys hunt damage so well when they're ahead in the count. So strike ones becomes key. you got to figure out the ambush guys. There's times where Gary Sanchez swings early. There's times where he doesn't. Aaron Judge is usually pretty patient. He's back in the lineup. Uh, Stanton was very patient yesterday and ended up getting into a good count. Encarnacion we've seen before. So um, it becomes a, a, a you know a tough at bat from the very beginning, but strike one puts them on the defensive a little bit. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. Thanks, Brian. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Josh Reddick. And I remember when the Astros signed you, one of the questions was, well, this, can this guy hit left-handed pitching? And you've certainly proven that, one of the best in the big leagues this year, hitting lefties. And I wanted to ask you about your at-bat last night against Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman in the game for the Yankees, 39 strikeouts, league batting 172. Against Chapman, he comes in with Alvarez at third. Guriel is at first. Astros down to their final out, two outs in the ninth. Yankees lead 10 to six, and Josh Reddick the batter. Reddick's hit lefties well this year, but this is no ordinary lefty. One of the toughest lefties you're going to face, certainly in terms of velocity. What what was kind of your mindset going through that bat and, and, and going by pitch by pitch? Uh, you know, as soon as I, I realized they got him up, I, my process was I knew they were getting him up for me. If it gets to, uh, to me, you know, it's going to be two outs already, so my thing was just have a good at bat, not really go out there and try to swing at the first pitch or second pitch and kind of roll over, give him an easy outing. Make him work a little bit, you know, high leverage situation. He gets his adrenaline up, I get my 
lineup. So Reddick knows his job here, though, right? Right. Get on base. Give yourself a chance. Put the tying run at the plate. May not seem like much now, but getting Chapman their closer into this game. That's yeah, huge. Could pay dividends the remainder of this series. Never know that at bat could affect something happens tonight for him. He'd been maybe a little bit, you know, more tired than he would have been today. So um, my, my only thing was, you know, obviously I wanted to get a hit and drive in a run and, and keep the inning going. But um, if anything, just have a good at bat, not swing at bad pitching, just make him work a little bit. How much does it help that you had seen him a few times before that? Reddick is two for five off of Chapman. That's phenomenal. With three strikeouts, so he's either gotten a hit off of him or struck out against him. Well, I think it helps a lot. You know, you get a little bit of more feel of when you face guys a lot more often, especially mm -hmm. guys like that. You know, it's not just a he's not just a rare back and throw at 101 anymore. He's got that you know 88 mile an hour slider that takes a big big toll on you. So, um, just facing him more, I think it's a matter of figuring out what he's going to throw. I had a better feel of what he was going to throw when he was going to throw the slider. I had a good feeling he was going to throw the slider after the mound visit. Um, just just missed pitches, so um, guessed right and just missed a pitch. But, yeah, definitely when you see guys more, it's going to help you out in the long run. You mentioned the slider that you fouled off with two strikes, and I want to ask you about that. 2-2 two -two to Reddick. And that's hit over the screen, 2-2 two and two still. That one at 100. With a lot of respect for Reddick hanging in there, that tough can't be easy. Definitely not. When you talk about the mound visit, uh, and I mean, when there's a guy that throws 100, you always have to account for that. Absolutely. Uh, but when there's a, a mound visit, does that, that sometimes has to tip you off, right? As a hitter, all right, he might do something different, or I might have a better idea of what he might try to do in the next pitch. Yeah, yes and no. You know, obviously the, the, the mindset between them is just to confuse you and make you overthink things. But um, I, I knew once, I think I, had a, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I had a great feeling after the 2-1 fastball. I fouled back, I think, at 100. I think I had a good feeling they were going to go to the slider because he felt like I was on it, and I knew I was on it. So I kind of changed my plan, and, you know, he put him in good spots, so you tip your cap to him, but he just put him on the outer third. And after I fouled off the 2-2, two -two, after the mound, I was like, they're going to try to trick me here and probably go back to the slider. Maybe think I'm going to heat or so. The 2-2 two -two again. And Reddick skies this one out in the left center. To his right is Gardner. And Mabin over as well, and Mabin winds up making the catch, and that is the ball game. Fortunately, I guess right. Unfortunately, just missed it, and it didn't work out. Left, young left-handed hitters out there, what are the keys would you tell a young left-handed hitter in terms of doing well or at least holding your own against left-handed pitching? Because that's always going to be the question for anybody who bats left-handed. Uh, it's just don't try to change anything. You know, Just because they throw from the different side of the mound doesn't make any difference about your game plan. Go up there and... Um, you know, keep your mindset right. Keep your hips locked in, and you know you can't really pull off of a lefty. They usually they got that good sweeping slider that you know goes away from you, so you can't really um, focus on pulling everything. But just get the good pitches to hit like you do when you're facing anybody else. And biggest thing is don't let anybody in this big hype of lefties can't hit lefties get in your head because we can. I remember hearing about Don Mangley, great left-handed hitter who, of course, played here for a long time, or at least at the ballpark across the street. And he used to say that he liked facing left-handers from time to time because it helped make sure he got his swing where it needed to be, got him to a point where he would hit the ball to the opposite field and at least think that way more often. Do you find that too? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, Mike and I talk about it all the time about having more lefties when we do face lefties because one, it not only makes our approach be a little bit better, but it makes that lefty work a little bit differently as opposed to having the same game plan against righties in the lineup. So, um, But yeah, I think definitely is one thing that makes me stay back on those pitches because generally lefties don't really pitch lefties in a right. whole lot.
<laughs> That's me knocking on wood. Um, but, you know, they, they, they try to get you off, and, yeah, it helps you stay on pitches when you need to go the opposite way. And then when you get in there against that righty later in that in that game, it's usually a, a big advantage for you when, you when you get to switch it up for you. Now, I just saw it was Logan Allen made his big league debut for the Padres mm-hmm. pitcher, and I guess he knew John Cena. Yeah, let's get into and that. Cena, yeah, and Cena showed up for his big league debut, had right. fulfilled a, a promise to him. And you're a big wrestling guy anybody show up for your big league debut like that <laughs> nobody uh, super cool story um you know I, I think i read the story they met in a restaurant years ago yeah. and something about him i don't know I, I would love to be the, the person who sat at the table telling having john cena tells that that kid that he could he wasn't ever gonna make it so that, mm-hmm. that that would be a story in itself um but super cool for him to come up there and support him and, and you know really pay his debt to the to the, to the kid so it's definitely a super cool story a great guy you know i met john a couple of times and he's always been very humbling and, and such a great human being and everybody knows what he can do in the ring and what he does outside the ring for make a wish and everything else in between so just all around great guy and you know that was a fun moment to see in baseball josh reddick thanks so much for joining us yep no problem there comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.